Ladies and gentlemen, the recipient of the National Jefferson Award and the number one New York Times best-selling author, your host, Dave Pelzer. Hello, America and world at large. I'm back. Yes, it is I, your host, optimistic as always, Dave Pelzer speaking to you and my own voice, saving America and the world at large from itself, starting with me. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about, and I've missed you all too. Uh, but first off, as always, I want to thank you with all that is going on in the world today. Lots of things good, and some very sad, sad, sad events have transpired. But thank you, as busy as things are getting, as we're into spring ding-a-ling, uh, with planting our flowers and spring cleaning and so forth, and moving forward from the virus, thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to give us a listen. I, I, I don't like to say the word fans. I like to say listeners. And God bless you all. Before I forget my manners, within the sound of my voice, give yourself a pat on the back. You're a good person. You're never alone. If you listen to two or three of these shows, you know you are not alone that you have value, that whatever you're going through is only for the now, and and you're stronger than you probably know and probably than you give yourself credit for. So I just want to thank you for uh, uh, ladies like Miss Terry, retired teacher, takes her walkies and listens to the show. Uh, we still have one of our favorite teachers who likes to take a bubble bath, and kids are pounding on the door, and she just wants to just listen to the show, 20 minutes, 30 minutes to herself. We have a, a, a beautiful lady, Miss, Mrs. K, special K, I call her. Uh, B uh, uh, likes to listen to the show before she goes to sleep. You know, I don't know if it's the sound of my... I do have a face for radio. That, that could be it. I, I don't know. But all of you are unique and special. And I just, again, want to thank you for your valuable time because you can be doing other things. Other things for yourself, for your family and friends. And for giving us a listen is just... I'm, it inspires me. To be a better person inspires me to give you more, to research more, to somehow make things a little bit better, easier for you in your walk, your journey of life. So as always, our first question of the day, if you're having a cup of coffee or if you're walking or, you know, doing a meditation, Tai Chi thing, how are you? How are you doing? Hopefully you're doing better. Better than you were a few months ago, and definitely better and hopefully less stressed than you were at this time last year. Because last at this time of last year, things were trying to open up, trying to shut down, a lot of mixed messages, a lot of frustration. And I understand that. I understand, you know, the human psyche, how people work. And it's, it's, it's very simple. We don't want to be told what to do as adults. We're Americans. We can get through anything. Well, you know, some things are just bigger than us. And sometimes we have to do things that are unpleasant, you know, whether it's homeschooling the kids and we have to start zooming or we just have to stay put for a while in a sense. But hopefully you are doing a lot better today yeah, than you were a few months ago with less stress in the political world, hopefully. Less white noise. We're starting to open up. Uh, they're giving out over 3.7 million shots a day. And I am proud to say as one of your fire capitans, that uh, we helped out a lot in the Sea Ranch area giving out vaccines. If we got you in there, once you step foot in our grounds, 45 minutes or less, you're gone. 
If you can't get out of your cart, we'll come to you and give you a shot. And those volunteers and nurses and everybody, see, that's what happens in a crisis, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just kind of, let's go on a riff here. You find out exactly who you, you don't find out who you are when you fall in love. You know, you don't find out who you are when things are going so well for yourself. You find out who you are when the fit hits the shan. That, 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 that's the core. You know, that, that's, that's, that's where marriages are made. You know, it's never bliss. Stephen, my beautiful son, called uh, uh, about two years back. He goes, Dad, work is hard. Really? I did not know that. Work is hard. I'll write that down. Marriages are, they're not easy. Really? Yes. At the time, I was twice divorced. Yes, Steve. Marriages are not easy. It's a dance step. I talked to uh, the executive director extraordinaire, Mrs. C, who's been uh, the longest female relationship I've had ever. Uh, we've been together. She's been my executive director of the offices for, oh, my God. Do I want to say 20 years? Oh, my Lord. Before she had grandkids. And the grandkids are, what, 17 years now? And, and she said today, because we always talk about uh, uh, Mrs. Pelzer. Uh, 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 we talk about her all the time. And, 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 and she says, Dave, you know, it's not, sometimes love is just not enough, but it, marriage is a dance. And you have to be in sync and you have to anticipate things, you know, and so forth. But you find out who you are when you find out you have cancer or there, 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 there's been a crisis and so forth. And, you know, you're always overwhelmed. That's normal, but it's how you deal with the small things that add on to the big things. I think in America sometimes we want fast. We're too fast and too furious. We want to download. We want overnight delivery. Amazon's coming up with a system. If you punch a button, a drone will deliver something in an hour or less. That's crazy. My goodness. So I think with the virus, we were not expecting it. We were all in denial, myself included. And then, my goodness, my goodness, lockdown, shutdown, everything. And you find out who you are. So I hope and pray that you are doing well, that you're getting good sleep, that you're relaxing, that maybe you're doing your Tai Chi, you're doing your med- meditation and so forth. You're, maybe, you know, you have an extra sip of wine. And what I'm about to tell you here in a few minutes, it was classified as far as I'm concerned. And I'm, pu- I'm pushing myself to, to step out of my little boundaries and safety zones and per se move on. But for, for right now, Please, if you're writing down a note, what can I do for me today? Don't put it off till tomorrow. Don't put it off for the vacation. Don't put it off. If you can do three nice things a day for yourself, that's going to make you feel better. And therefore, you can carry that load for your family, for your friends. My goodness. So I always say this and I mean this. And all that you do, please take care of you. Ta-da. Good to be back. Been busy. Busy boy. And I will announce rumors of my demise have been highly exaggerated. And to my good friend from down under, Miss Claire, I'm fine. You you listeners, God bless you. Texts and emails and so forth. And uh, (laughs) my goodness, I've, I've, I've been super, super busy. And, and, and again, thank you for the prayers, the prayers. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, I'm, I'm medically okay, all that good stuff. I got to tell you, though, um, the last few weeks, let's be serious for a second. 
you know, uh, it's uh, we've had what forty-seven shootings, mass shootings, and 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 part of it is I, I and and it's like Dave, what about this? What about that? One, I I don't have all the answers. I don't know anybody has all the answers. I do believe, and 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 this is where uh, you know f- uh, folks wiser uh, than myself or the real professionals. I do think that part of this is because of the virus fatigue. You get people that are overly stressed out or people that have serious issues and their whole life has changed, whether they're under lockdown or they, 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 they lose a job or they, they, they have to adjust financially. And it's, it's a precipice. It's that one thing that might just, just put them over the edge, but it's just terrible. And we had a lot of emails like, I'm a concerned parent. I don't want to send my kid to school because of the shootings. What should I do? Well, uh, don't send your kid to school because you're concerned about the shooting. Seriously, if it's not, if you don't feel it's safe, don't go there. Don't go there. And it's just really sad because we want to have our kids in school for obvious reasons, you know, and, and the teachers love teaching and so forth. But everybody has to be safe, whether it's the virus or the shootings and so forth. And I just, I, I, I don't understand. And I know... Uh, some, some, it's, it's always like, well, we never expected Joe to do that or Michelle to do that. You know, it's always the quiet ones, I guess. I don't know, but it's just something I want to address and, 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 you know, put my hearts and prayers into this. It's just, it's just terrible, you know, and, uh, and, and, and the same part to whether it's that or other things, it's going to be a while, ladies and gentlemen, before, cause we're getting questions all the time, Dave, when will things return to normal? And I have to say, there is no normal. This is the new normal. Whether it's the drought and the fire seasons on the West Coast, as far as, as Alaska, Canada, and Washington, and Oregon, and California, this is the new norm for us. It's just, uh, and, and the new norm, and, and hopefully by this time next year, a post-virus. That's what they're worried about, ladies and gentlemen. They're worried about the next virus. That's what they're really, really worried about. But we all have to adjust and we all have to evolve, for goodness sakes. So I'm just saying, you know, one step at a time. You know, um, there's a movie, oh my goodness, uh, World War Z with our good friend Brad Pitt. And he plays uh, either he's a, a doctor or a specialist with CDC or WHO. And he has a line. And I want you to write this down if you're taking a note. Life is movement. We have to keep moving. But what, what if we stay here? We won't get attacked by those those people infected by this virus. They look like zombies. And those zombies, by the way, are what? Hypersonic zombies. Not the original zombie of uh, Night of the Living Dead. If you got captured by George Romero's zombie, you deserve to be eaten. Because they move like one, uh, uh, one foot a day. Literally, they're like, uh, uh. I mean, slow. It's getting molasses. But so if you got caught by the mummy... Or Romero's zombie, you deserved it. I'm sorry. It's, 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 it's life in the food chain, literally. But it's amazing because these zombies in World War Z were just like, like Jesse Owens just like running a five-minute mile. Oh, my. And they didn't stop. They didn't stop. So you would think, well, let, let's just stay here and hunker down. And, 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 and Brad's like, no, we have to move. We have to keep moving. Life is movement. And that's what we're doing now. We are moving forward. It is a slow process. Three million plus shots a day is, 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 is a lot. 
And you got to think about and and please, if you haven't gotten your shots, please, please, please get your shots. And before I forget, write this down too. When you get your white CDC card that identifies that you've had either the one shot, that's all you need. Or if you need the two shots, they write them down and so forth. Take a photo of it. Send it to your spouse. Send it to your kids. Send it to your parents. Keep the physical one by your driver's license or I recommend put it in your passport where you have your important documents. You're going to need this because now some doctors are saying we don't know if this is going to be a once a year shot or or if it's just, you know, the two shots and that's it. But if you haven't gotten your shots, your PSA of the day is please get in queue, get in line and get them. Now, on the second shot, you know, as, as, as one of your Samaritans, you may uh, find out that you might be fatigued. Some people have nausea. Some people get diarrhea. We had a firefighter that took a nine-hour nap. <laughs> I don't know if he was just flaking on us or what. Uh, soreness is normal, but I'm saying listen to your body. Don't overly exert yourself. And it's usually 24 to 48 hours you'll, you might have a problem. Some people do. Some people don't. And after that, you should be fine. However, if there is a situation, don't hesitate. 911, state your emergency, but do tell the dispatchers that you did receive a shot, whether it's the first one or the second one, and identify what kind of shot you got. All right, because I know a lot of people are thinking, I'm one and done. No, if you're supposed to get two, you're supposed to get two. I feel great. You've got to get the second shot. You gotta do that, and 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 Dr. Fauci, by the way, you want to talk about the man of the century. I mean, we all love Sully, played by Tom Hanks, of course. But 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 Fauci is just oh my goodness, and I cannot believe that during all this crisis a few months back, he was getting death threats. His kids were getting death threats. You can't tell us what to do. Again, we're Americans, man. Freedom, freedom. Hey, he's just saying he's trying to save your life. But Dr. Fauci said something that it didn't get picked up, but it got my attention. He says, we got to vaccinate everybody. We got to look at a program for the kids. And then, ladies and gentlemen, hold on to your hats. Now we have to vaccinate the rest of the world. Because look what's going on right now in India. I mean, that, that, I mean it's, it's overcrowded as it is. And I don't, I mean, some of those cities don't even have clean water, for God's sakes. And now the virus is going crazy over there. So all I'm saying is, ladies and gentlemen, please, one step at a time, but let's move forward. Let's get back to World War Z. By the way, did you know, the young man at the time who wrote it is the son of Mel Brooks. Ho, ho. Who's Mel Brooks? It's weird. Anybody under 40? What's a Mel Brooks? Blazing Saddles? Oh, my gosh. Blazing, you want to talk about satire at his best. Blazing Saddles. Google it. Watch it. Young Frankenstein with our old good friend Gene Wilder, who co-wrote it. Uh, uh, High Anxiety. He, he did the producers originally as an actual play. Then they made it into a film. And then years later with Matthew and Lane, they, they brought it back and made it move into that. And I got to tell you, that's the only Broadway play I've ever seen. Back in my day, my agent... I feel like I was a little star myself. My agent oh, bought me tickets to the producers. I've never seen a play before. And if you haven't seen a play, bucket list it. You have to. Whatever it is, you have to see a play. And I got to see a play in Broadway. And it's just like you can imagine. You know, they, they have the bells and chimes for you to sit down. 
and they have an intermission. You go to the bar and get a martini. And then you get out 11 o'clock at night, and it was January, and, and I had to walk a mile, which I thought I can do, but it was like minus 20 degrees. Had a late dinner with my uh, editor, of course, and, and behind us was our, our, our uh, America's good friend, the late, great uh, uh, Burt Reynolds. And, you know, and, and everybody knows Mr. Reynolds, and they shook his hand, and we, we stood up to shake his hand. And, you know, he, he didn't look like smoking the bandit anymore, but he did have that, 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 that smile, that nice smile. But anyhow... World War Z, if you've seen the movie, you have to read the book. The book is a thousand times better. But my point being, as I go on a little riff here for a second, is life is movement. Life, to me, is never stagnant. I mean, if the virus taught us anything, is, is, is that anything can happen at any time, any place. As a firefighter, we see the best of people on their worst days, any small thing can happen it's like that those commercials and 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 as a young person we used to laugh at them i'm falling and i can't get up oh if this happens to you dial da, 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 or press the button and someone will be there to assist you but it's serious some people that fall that is that's a code three for us a broken hip for goodness sakes a bad knee that can be a serious issue life is never stagnant in life ladies and gentlemen i really believe that you can only sit on the couch of life for so long. You know, it's amazing. I'm going to tell you a story. Have a sip of coffee. I'm going to tell you a story. My mother, back in her day, floated. Do you ever see beautiful women? Beautiful women have their hair back and maybe a ponytail, white rolled-up T-shirt, jeans and sandals, and they are just beautiful. Just, just, And some women just float. Some women float across the My social worker, Miss Gold, floated. She didn't walk. She floated. My mom, during her day, floated. She had the perfect house, the perfect garden, the perfect flowers, perfect husband, uh, three beautiful kids. Back in her day, I mean, she was, I mean, very OCD and what have you. And she had a lot of issues, but she was masking them pretty well. And I'll never forget this. I had come back from the war in the Gulf in 1991 from Mid-Airy Field and Stealth Fighter. That was our job. Very, very James Bond, high, high classified stuff. And I was transferring from California base to a base in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. And I drove by to see my grandmother. And, and, and I visited my mom. It was very deliberate. I wanted to see her. And I've told you stories about interviewing her in the past. And the thing I remember is, opened up the door to the house, or when she opened up the door to the house, pardon me, um, the wretched smell, you know, that sweaty smell and, and the, from the smoke. And the walls were like, like, like someone throwing bacon grease on the walls, just ticky-tacky, yellow, brown. And the carpet, which there was no, if there was carpet, there was very little of it, even the padding. And I was afraid of falling through the floor. And I remember her just gasping, she couldn't walk, grossly overweight, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, sitting in her chair, her throne. And, and I heard later that she spends her days there watching two TV shows on two TV sets, sits in the chair all day, sleeps in the chair all night, urinates in the chair. And this was her life, a woman that used to float, a woman with a beautiful smile, a woman just, just glowed with energy before things got crazy. Now lives out the last of her days 
being stagnant. I took my youngest brother into the car after I talked to my mom. I said, get out. What? You got to find a place to live. She is going to die. Oh, yeah, sure, man. How can you tell? Well, uh, I'm a lot older than you, and I've seen death quite a bit. So you better start planning. Mom's never going to die, man. Whatever. Six months later, dead girl. She died in her sleep. And what's really sad for me is my father took six months to die, and she wouldn't visit him once. And she just, snap, died in her sleep. I didn't want anybody to suffer, but, you know, it's just the, the Pelzer paradox. It's always harder for the Pelzers, trust me. I'm just saying life is movement. And, and during COVID initially, for the first few days, I got to tell you, I thought it was a vacation. I got a lot of stuff done. I did my spring cleaning. Uh, I was able to sneak out more than my neighbors because I'm a firefighter and I got calls. What I would do is run the call, uh, get some food, uh, get some food from my neighbors, some supplies, staples. Then I'd sneak off. Shh, don't tell anybody. I'd go to the florist. I'd go to the nursery, rather. I'd buy flowers for some of my neighbors. Or I worked on my little yard, prepping for spring, a ding, ding. Everybody knows I love to plant. I thought it was like a vacation for the first 10 days, two weeks. But then after that, it's like, man, Houston, we have a problem because everything was still stagnant. There was not a lot of movement. And people in America, we like to move. We like to take our vacations. We love, we don't mind spending $20,000 to see Mickey, Mickey Mice, Mickey Mouse, for goodness sakes. We don't mind standing in line for four hours as long as we go to Splash Mountain, per se. But we were stagnant. And yet, you know, there's some, some movements are slow. It's like a choo-choo train. But I'll, I'll, never, I'll never forget that, for goodness sakes. So what I'm just trying to say is, 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 is do something. Do something positive. If you're going through a divorce, and I have a lot of my listeners that are going through divorces, and I feel for you and I'm sorry for you, allow yourself to grieve. Allow yourself to mourn. Try to stay positive. Try to look at the good memories. I know a lot of folks have passed away. We've had over half a million Americans pass away from this virus alone. And yet some people who have caught the virus and survived it, they're never the same. It's kind of like heat stroke. I had heat stroke once. Once. And it still at times kicks my butt. We're never the same. But baby steps forward please and always try to be positive or at the same time too if you think you got to yell scream swear do it purge vomit it out of your system that in its sense is is moving forward and ladies and gentlemen that's what i did this has been a 21 year project and no it's not the movie the movie's been about a 26 year project uh to answer those questions because we have a lot of questions as far as i know i have a female director and a female producer, which I think is great, because I always wanted a female director because the story's about you know maternal, the loss of uh, the maternal issues of a family per se, you know between my character and and the mother. So I, I think that's great, but I have no news on that. Uh, hopefully, in the next couple of months we'll have news. But this this thing that I've been working on is a 21-year project. It took me 21 years to come around the horn to come back home. I moved. It started with Kay, the beautiful Mrs. Pelzer. Packing her things was cancer. I bought her every single thing I packed her. 
you know, she had golf clothes or beautiful shoes and beautiful dresses or nightgowns or lingerie or just, you know, tidbit things. I basically bought her every single thing. And I can tell you where I was at when I bought her or how she wore a beautiful dress or how we went out to dinner and she had those beautiful shoes on or the makeup or da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And, 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 and that was really, really hard. And I actually was lucky because uh, we were able to move her things right before we went under shutdown last year. I mean, I can only pack so many boxes a day, and I put them in this one room. It was just like a cold, dark room. Then months after that, uh, we had a couple that, you know, made us a, a fair offer on the house in Sea Ranch because I love Sea Ranch. Who doesn't? But I bought it for my wife and myself, and that's too big of a house for one person. I, and I couldn't really afford to stay there. And I had to really think and pray. Now, write that down, too. Don't make a life-altering decision when the blink of an eye. I hate you. Let's divorce. Well, let's get married. Let's do this. I mean, this, you take a few breaths and think about it and pray about it. And don't do it under duress. I always tell people when you have a life-altering decision, get a good night's sleep. It's weird. The decisions you make, you and I make, at 4 o'clock in the morning, as compared to like a day later when you get some sleep and you rest and see with clarity, or maybe you bounce it off somebody, it, it's, it, it makes a, the world of difference. But I really thought about this and prayed about this, and I'll never forget my beautiful Chief Placos, Bonnie Placos, God bless her, and she's, she's a tough lady. She's a tough lady. <laughs> I've, I've been on her bad side a couple times. Pellas, what the hell did you do? Uh, obviously, I screwed up again, Chief, again. Don't do that again. All right, sorry, boss. But we sat down and I told her the master plan that I was going to leave in about a year. And, and she got emotional and I got emotional too. And I really thought and prayed about it. And I was trying to come to a place that I used to live in years ago. If you remember the story of me telling you about my father and I when we took summer vacations. When I was a young boy, before things went cuckoo-cachoo, we came up to the Russian River in a town called Guerneville, California. I've told you the story. How I got out of kindergarten, ran up this hill, eventually came to Guerneville, the best summer of my life. My mother, things were going bad already. My mother held me, brought me to her chest. I remember hearing her heartbeat, and I can smell her hair. It was brick or pearl, and just little waves of hair. And it was glass. The, the river was glass, and, and the sunset was, 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 was tangerine and, 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 and a nice, beautiful uh, 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 tangerine orange sunset with dark blue skies, and I'll never forget that moment. That was the same summer. We would have dinner. We had, my auntie had a place on Riverside Drive, and uh, my father would go out for a walk after dinner, have a cigarette walk, and I somehow stupidly decided to walk with him. And I thought if I followed his steps, big man, that, 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 that uh, I, I, he wouldn't hear me. And he turned around. I thought, okay, he's going to yell at me or slap me or whatever. And he just kind of nodded, and... We continued our walk. Many years later, as a young person, I moved to the town of Guerneville. Stephen's mother and I divorced. And I, I got this one place, in a, in a it's a little town, town homes, right in the middle of the Redwoods. I saw them being built. I was fortunate enough to get this small unit, lived there for a few years, and Stephen and I took that same walk on Riverside Drive used to play laser tag and wiffle ball and hide and seek. And for some reason, I always slipped in dog poo. Always. Stephen flew. I slipped. And I moved 
a few years later and thought about, I gave up this beautiful little townhome. I never should have done it. And, and, I, and I gave it up, and it's taken me about 21 years to come back around the horn. Even when Kay and I were married, I said, well, if we can afford it, I'd really like to do this. And, of course, she said, sure, if we can afford it, why not? And, and, and we, you know, we couldn't at the time. But, that, but, that, but, that's, but that's, that's fine. So in the middle of two different fire districts that are about an hour and a half apart, two hours when road slides and fires, and, 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 and helping out with vaccines, and packing and trying to give you a good podcast show. You know, I, I, I've been packing and, and, and I moved. I moved about, uh, I think, right after I did the last show. Uh, uh, I rented a little cabin in between. So before this place was, you know, in escrow and so forth. And I've been unpacking. And right now, as a matter of fact, I got, uh, uh, here's a plug uh, for the Best Buy. It was called Best Buy. Those guys are the best. And I'm not I'm not paying, saying, I'm just telling you the truth. If, if you... I had to get a new refrigerator, stove, microwave. Johnny on the spot. The service is amazing. You get a good price. And right now, I mean, because of COVID, you get great, great people. We couldn't fit the refrigerator in. Three days later, boop, they got me another one. Right now, they're doing that uh, TV thing, linking things. Back in my day, I tell you how old I am. Back in my day, we had three channels. And if you went over to a friend's house, the, 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 the new guy... He had to hold the rabbit ears. Google that if you don't know what it is. Okay, t- two feet to the left. Okay, uh, stand on one foot. All right, scratch your nose. Ha ha, gotcha. And, and now it's a thousand channels and things sync, uh, whatever, and internet and Apple TV. And I, I, I got to tell you, I spent more money than I can afford. But, but man, oh man, these guys are just great. They, unbelievable, and they're nice and polite. I, and they're doing, they're, they're setting up my, oh, well, I, I shouldn't say this, but, uh, it's been, I haven't had TV in months, so hopefully we're not at war with anybody. <laughs> but I finally got to see Tommy Cruz in 4K surround sound hanging off that jet. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see my Bond films on this one. Whoa. Anyhow, I, I, I moved, and it's a slow process unpacking this, and you can't do that until you get this and so forth. And uh, I'm, I'm just, you know, I did something I haven't done in a long time. Ladies and gentlemen, I smiled. I, 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 I smiled. It took a long, long time to go around the horn. And the reason why I wanted to come back here, and I'm never moving again, <laughs> is, is I wanted to come back for my family. Uh, uh, I came back so I can be closer to my family and my beloved grandson, SJ. He is the cutest thing in the world. And I want uh, the lovely Miss Sindel Pelzer, if she's listening, uh, I, I want her to take a, a photo of myself holding hands with Jasper, holding hands with Stephen when he's old enough, when we all take that walk on Riverside Drive. I'm actually broadcasting this show to you in my little SUV, as I always do. And I swear to Jesus, I swear to God, I am staring up these beautiful redwood trees. My house is small. I don't need a big house. I don't need lots of things. I found that out during the packing. I have a small little deck. And there's this beautiful wooden rich, rich, red, rich wind chime. I loved it so much when I got it as a gift, I didn't even take it out of the box. I knew exactly what it was. I was going to save it for a special, special moment. 
Now, a few months later, I got very depressed, and I opened it up for one second, and I knew exactly where I was going to place it. I had, I had this, this little unit that I have in my mind. It's been in my mind for years, decades, basically. 21-plus years. I love a little deck. I love my little canvas director chairs. Create my own little world. Write that note down. Create your own little world. We don't need big things to make us happy. I've said it before. Once we get married, we'll be happy. Once we have the baby, we'll be happy. Once I win Trump Lotto, I'll be happy. You should be happy now. Be happy now. That's it. In the middle of a virus, be happy now. If you can find five seconds of peace in the middle of a divorce, find and hold your happiness. That will get you through. I mean, I, I, I do have some medical challenges like everybody has, particularly at my age. And sometimes the pain is enormous. I, I have a hard time breathing because I have a herniated esophagus and a trachea from swallowing pneumonia twice in 24 hours. That messes you up forever. And, of course, the last thing you're supposed to do is don't uh, eat garlic or tomato sauce. Don't smoke a cigar, Mr. Pelzer, and don't ever drink. I'm going, well, they named a martini after me, so I'm kind of obligated. Uh-huh, I think so. But, you know, and everything in, in moderation. And sometimes the pain is just uh, hiccups are, are death to me. But you know what I do? I just take it one second at a time, one little movement at a time. So I've been around the horn, and I'm so happy. And as a matter of fact, uh, uh, Kay and I had a beautiful talk. I finally told her I was moving or moved. I told her because she's the one who bought me that beautiful chime. And we had a very, 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 very nice talk. And it just uh, made my heart swell. Because we, we, we only talked once last year. Because one, we're both busy and we're both going through an awful lot. And you know what's nice? We both still love each other. There is no doubt. There, there is so much love there. I think it's, you know, I, I, I see couples, I don't say how they make. I'm going, wow, you guys fight all the time, or you guys this, you guys that. But our, our divorce was, was considered very smooth. She said, I can come up and pack my things. She says, no, I'll do it for you, and I'll ship them down. I'll make it easy for you. You know, I want to make things easier for her. And I, 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 I you know, I always want to be the gentleman's gentleman about that. Because everybody knows I, I, I hate packing. I mean, think about it. I, uh, I was in the Air Force. And you're always TDY, temporary duty assignment. You have bags that have to be packed at all times. You live out of a bag. Foster care. God, we, we, in foster care, what we used to do is keep everything in a brown bag, a brown paper bag. When you went to school, you put everything in the brown paper bag, and you tried to staple it or put masking tape on it. Like, that's going to prevent kids from getting in the bag. And the reason being is you can be placed at any time. And so they didn't place you on Sunday. So Sunday was always laundry day. And if you didn't have yourself packed, too bad for you and we would rummage through yourself saying too bad i'm glad you're sad bye bye you know because you're always you know hoarding things because you have nothing i had nothing as a kid i will never forget the time i was in the third grade my mom had burnt my arm on the gas stove and you've known that story before and a few days later i was allowed to go back to school and i went to my teacher miss moss and presented her with a, note, a letter that basically said, David burned his arm on a gas stove. He played, no, he, no, David played with a match. He learned his lesson, blah, blah, blah. And that's just physically impossible. You, you don't burn the palm of your hand, the length of your arm, and part of your bicep by playing with a match. Duh, duh. But mom was at the point that she felt she can do or say anything, and people would just believe it because she's Miss, you know, Mrs. Pelzer, head of the PTA. Wife of firefighter extraordinaire, ho ho. 
And it's, it's, we didn't have laws back then that we have now, for goodness sakes. So Miss Moss knew I was in a lot of trouble. And uh, she also knew that I loved volcanoes. That was the year, uh, I think, 1967, 68, that Mount Kilauea really started to erupt. And I was just fascinated by that National Geographic film. And that summer, she, she went to one of the islands, and, and she got me a postcard. And it had Mount Kilauea on it. And, and, and it was, summer was really hard for me because I was in the basement. I would do the chores. I'd stay in the basement. And I can hear the kids playing, and I would try to kind of lean toward the sun so I can smell something, the barbecues, or I can imagine the kids, you know, we had a street, you know, at an angle. So kids riding down the street with the bikes, and they had, what they used to do back in the days, you had uh, baseball cards, and you attach it to your spokes, and you had that, 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 the sound. You know, and, and, and they're playing baseball or frisbee or hula hoops and so forth. And I, I, I was just in the dark. What did Mr. Twain say? My coldest uh, winters were in the summer of San Francisco. And one night or one afternoon, Mother, I don't know how why she did it, but she actually gave me a card from Miss Moss. Miss Moss thought of me so much, she gave me a card of Mount Kilauea. And I hope you're having a nice summer. I hope that you are safe. And uh, my mom gave it to me, and I was just like, whoa, this, I can't believe this. And one time she, I kept it in my pocket, and it fell out or something. My mom found it, and she ripped it into two. She just threw it at me. And my heart was just shattered. And I remember what I did. You see, what I had to do is I had to sit on top of my hands in the bottom of the basement, and my head would be backwards against the head of a nail. That was what's called the position or the POW position or something. It was very strenuous. And what I would do is I would hide this car between two slats of uh, wood, these two little slits of wood. And every once in a while, I'd take it out and just read it or try to put it together. And I imagine Miss Moss and I climbing Mount Kilauea and just, you know, I don't know. So everything to me has always been important. I can tell you just about every item I've purchased in my house and where I got it. Like one time I got a shot glass. I was in the Air Force. I walked like three miles one way to go to the mall, three miles back. I spent $1.27, I think, $1.27 or $1.67 on a little shot glass. I still have it to this day. And people like, I mean, I'm not a hoarder, but I'm definitely a couple steps below that. You know, oh, I'm going to wear this jacket. 20 years later, I'm going to wear it one of these days. And what I did when I was packing, ladies and gentlemen, rather than keep it stagnant, I remember giving a few things away, and I've told you about that. I gave it to this one family, and they collected their things and gave it to other families. So to me, life is, 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 is movement, if that makes sense. You know, I, 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 I found out, too, that, that I had too much stuff. I had so many coffee makers, I gave one coffee maker away to this lady, Miss Faye. She's the beautiful voice that does the intro for us. And she helps me sometimes piece together the show where I can call her any time, day or night, and, oh, this is not working, or can you fix this? And hook or crook, she'll find a way, oh, da, 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 boom. And then she'll, you know, zip it up the line so you guys can hear the show. That's Miss Faye. I gave her a coffee maker I hadn't used in years. Now, how stupid and arrogant and ignorant is that? A coffee maker I have not used in years. I gave it to her because I'm moving. And she sends me a text three or four times a week. I love your coffee maker. Thank you so much. I look at it. It makes me happy. I think I'm a coffeeaholic. I'm, I'm drinking four cups a day. 
thank you, Mr. Pelzer. Well, of course, if I can help, why, why, why wouldn't I? It's my job to help you out. <laughs> but it gives her so much pleasure. So I'm trying to say is some things in life, you hold on to it and then you release it and let it go. It moves the energy. It moves oceans in a sense. And imagine the happiness that you can bring others. Um, when I was packing and moving, I had this really beautiful barbecue smoker called a Traeger. It has the pellets and, and it smokes and so forth, but it's too big for my deck and I don't have an electrical outlet. Now, I'm sure I can sell it on the eBay. I'm sure one of my neighbors would have loved to have purchased it. But I got this friend, uh, uh, Faye's uncle, Abel. And, and uh, the beautiful man, hardworking man, just the, the, if, if we had 100 people like him in the world, we wouldn't have half the problems we have to know. He's just such a generous, beautiful man. Works so hard, can't get ahead. Spends half his time driving his mother, mother-in-law, father, father-in-law, uh, 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 two or three hours a trip a week to, to the hospitals. We had a situation where uh, his, his wife, Abel's wife, had a very serious medical situation. We had just done a special training, and, and, and we found out that she's being loaded on the chopper. I took a unit, code three, down one, Highway 101, zigzagging, because we had to get him to the hospital. Because his wife was not doing too well. She turned out to be fine. But, you know, there was, a, there, was a, there, was, there was a thing there that we had to get him to the chopper, get her to the chopper. We actually beat the chopper there. And I decided, you know, if anybody, if I can make someone happy with this Traeger, why not just give it to a bell? Why not just give it away? I know a lot of people need money. I need money. We all need money. But it made me feel so good that something that I had can bring happiness. I gave away my beautiful piano. Just donate to the school. Just donate it. It was a beautiful piano, and I'm kind of sad, but I looked at it this way. I got to play piano for a few years. I used to play piano before I left the house, before I went on my trips. Before I unpacked, when I came back, I played piano. I used to play piano before uh, we all went to bed. My son and I played a duet one time. I swear to God, it was like Road to Perdition. We played a duet. Jasper, or pardon me, uh, SJ, SJ and I have uh, a photo of us kind of playing. He says, eh, 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 eh. okay, that's good enough for me. But I'm just trying to say, sometimes in life you got to give things up, and that helps you move forward. See, our lives are full of stuff. Write that down. Sometimes our life is just full of stuff. And as Americans, we have so much stuff. We have to put things in storage. Storage units. Plural. We just have so much stuff. What are, you, what are you saving it for? If your kids maybe want it, I don't know. That's okay. But maybe you can give to someone who can really use it now. Our life is full of stuff. Whether it's a crisis, acts of nature, lots of stuff. Love, babies, babies being born, divorce, death, a virus. It's always something. It's never, never never stagnant. Life is movement. But if you can get rid of some of this stuff out of your backpack, we've talked about this in show one. Take some of that negative stuff. Take that dead weight out of your backpack, pebble by pebble, so you can move quicker in life, so you can move forward. You know, I got to tell you, though, it's not easy. Nothing in life worth it is easy. Anybody can give up, for God's sakes. I mean, when I was packing, 
I got to tell you, man, when I was packing, I got to tell you, I, 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 I was at times paralyzed. I just, I remember twice, I just couldn't move. I just, I mean, I would breathe okay, but my body didn't move. And when I was packing to move for myself, I was just overwhelmed because I was so busy doing everything else. And I remember thinking, I, I, I can't do it. But then I came up with a line. Just one more box. Just one more box. My folks in, in recovery, it's not, oh, I can't drink for 30 years. I just got to do this one day at a time. Or as I tell people, you know, it, it, don't be too fast and too furious about love or about divorce. Think it through. Just baby, baby steps. Or when you're going through a hard time, just breathe. That will do something. That will help to move forward. There's the old thing about count to ten. Count one, two. You see what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen? That's movement. It's like COVID. We're not out of it yet. Day by day, though, we are moving forward and we are getting better. Dave, are things going to be normal? This is the new normal. Because I'm worried about the next virus. And, uh, and well, we're getting viruses uh, like this, SARS, H1N1, the COVID virus. We're getting things like this once every 8 to 10 years. I mean, we got to look at things seriously. We got to do things seriously. We have to think ahead, ahead. It's like being a parent. The first five years, seven years, you, 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 you know, you, you protect your babies. The next 15 years, you teach them about the atrocities of the world. Dangerous stranger. Look before you cross the street. Don't do the drugs. Don't hang out with bad people. Get a, get a good education. Be nice. Be good. You're not there to be their BFFs like these Kardashian folks. Oh, I'm partying with my girls. No, Mom, you shouldn't be partying with your girls. Party with your gal pals, but not your girls. you got to think ahead of these things. It's movement. It's a... Uh, it's just one of those things, and I'm trying to think of us. I'm trying to think of something for you, because I really believe, ladies and gentlemen, that life is forever fluid, and that all of us. Here, here's the thought. Wherever you're going through right now, just you know what do they say, uh, Churchill? When you're going through hell, you just keep going, because I really believe in my heart, ladies and gentlemen, all of us, all of us, in our own way. Move, move on in our own time. You know what I've learned, ladies and gentlemen? Because I am a safety boy. I don't go out that much. I'm not, I'm kind of antisocial. I don't work in big crowds unless I'm speaking. And then when I'm done, I want to be left alone. I have my own comfort zones. I have my own safety zones. But I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, a comfort zone is a beautiful place. But nothing ever grows there. For every moment in life, for every moment in life, there's a fresh beginning. And again, I'm going to say this to you as your host. It's been a hell of a year, hasn't it? Hell of a year. And it's been a great loss for all of us in one way or another. And I am just very, very proud of you all. But like I say too, life is movement, so let's all Keep 
moving together. All right. Went a little longer than I thought we would, and I appreciate that. So I'll try to get back to you folks as soon as I can. Give me a few weeks since I'm, I'm busy. I'm getting my house in order. And bit by bit, I got to tell you, it is, it is, it's, it's, it is going to be so beautiful. It is going to be so beautiful. And I can't wait to, 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 to share it with my son and my family. And uh, I've got more information to give you. Uh, I had to think and pray about other decisions, life-altering decisions. And I think, I think I made the right move. I really do. There's so much more to tell you. But for right now, I want to thank you for listening to the show. And right now, I want to thank our good friend, Mr. Pat Matheny, who allows us to use his beautiful music. I just rediscovered a beautiful song called If I Could. If I Could. And it was the theme music to The Lost Boy, if you believe it or not, The Lost Boy. Now, give it a listen, ladies and gentlemen. Give it a listen. He's such a beautiful man, quiet man himself. So thank you uh, to Mr. Matheny, his management group, and his uh, musicians for allowing us to use his music. And again, if you have a question or a comment, you go to my website, Dave Pelzer, P-E-L-Z-E-R.com, and we'll try to incorporate your questions into the show. You know, we'll try to put them in there as best we can. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, in the course of a life, one never knows what events may transpire. That's why it's so important every single day to appreciate what we have. I saw something I hadn't seen in a long time. I saw people sitting at a bar and we're like oh my goodness but let's go slow get your shots wear that mask social distancing please but just take in those beautiful moments all right and as always ladies and gentlemen I always say keep the faith because you never know what the tide's going to bring in the next day all right so as always ladies and gentlemen please take good care of yourself and as always do as much as you can for as long as you can for as many as you can. So this is your host, Dave Pelzer, speaking to you in my own voice, saving America and the world at large from itself, starting with me. So until next time, my friends, take good care. And as always, good day. Good luck, and God bless.